0: This is a courier talking football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are Jim Spence and back from his happy holidays, Sean Hamilton. Sean, mm. good couple of weeks.
1: Oh, marvellous! Yeah, As I was saying a few times I've not had not had two weeks off in a row in, in, in a great many years. I can't even remember the last time. So it was a it was a rare treat. Fantastic! Keeping
0: your, keeping your finger on the Twitter on the Twitter posts for uh, for the full format, where you Sean?
1: Uh, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame you. I'll, I'll either. be very honest. Devotion <laughs> i to at it. It's funny though. I, I just thinking just thinking when I said that, you know, some. I mean, I'm like you. I try try not to, but sometimes you just can't help yourself. And I, I do remember one of my one of my standout. Twitter holiday memories as of sitting on a balcony drinking a drinking a beer as uh as the seventh go went in and uh for St Johnston away to Celtic think, thinking I think I'm quite I'm quite glad I'm not the one to ask Tommy right the questions after this one but <laughs> there we go but no, nothing calamitous happened for Saints while you were away well Dundee United will Dundee United we'll get to in a wee bit but now we'll we'll start with Saints because getting getting a bit tiring with this so special special night or special day special game sort of reference with with saints games jim but it was another one isn't it i don't think we're over i don't think we're we're talking this one up a wee bit too much are we one one at galatasaray nobody there wasn't many people predicting that were they?
2: i, I don't think you can um eric to be honest with you i mean i think it's uh it, it was a terrific result i mean you know it was interesting watching them last night um I'm not just saying, Saints, High as well. I mean, you know, full of kind of you know big names, lot of money. I mean, you know, uh, someone was pointing out to me last night that their wage bill is something like forty-two times St. Johnson's wage bill. You know, um, and and they've paid the kind of they, they've paid the kind of money for for players that St. Johnson won't see coming in an entire income in over three seasons, you know, four seasons. Um, so n- not that football's only about the money, but by and large, you know, you get what you pay for them. They're a big, big club with serious pedigree. You know, I mean, I think half, you know, half of the Turkish population support them. You know, I mean, they are a massive, massive club. And, and to go there last night, I mean, I know that Saints were under pressure and that the Galatasaray squandered a few good chances and all the rest of it, but to go, to go there last night... And you know to to come back with with a a one all draw I I think was was a spectacularly good result and 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 evidence of just how how well Saints have done in recent times, not not just under Callum Davidson. I mean, it is spectacular under Callum with the cup double. But, you know, there's a pedigree now, isn't there? You know, with, with, with Tommy Wright and all the rest of it in, in European football, they never, ever disgraced themselves or Scottish football. You know, they, they wear the jersey and they fly the flag with, with pride. It was a terrific result last night and a really, really solid, strong uh, performance. And it now gives them a terrific chance to progress.
0: Sean, if we're lumping this one in with the... Sort of the the biggies of last season, of which there were many. This was the this was the first one I mean, every every Saints fan will admit it, this was the first one where they had to weather a bit of a storm, didn't they? I mean it was a it was a it was a calamitous miss from from the Mustafa after a couple of minutes, wasn't it? I mean, what on earth is he thinking, trying to push laces through that? You know, you could could just just you know, great great first touch. You just side foot it in the net. So you no, know, that was that 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 stood out for me. I mean, maybe a wee bit brox There was, you know, I think Morelos missed a, a good back post header, but no, they they had to weather weather the storm in the first fifteen minutes. But after that, it was far from a mismatch, was it?
1: No, yeah, yeah. It was it was a nervy sort of opening in the game, and to be honest, you I couldn't say I was shocked by that. I I, I expected Galatasaray to be a top top team. Um, I think that from from me gibbering away on this podcast, people, well certainly you'll know that, that I'm probably leaned towards pessimism in these <laughs> scenarios. <laughs> so I was kind of like I was I was expecting a hounding, um, and it just never came after the first fifteen minutes. And yeah, we've we've spoken before about how how this St Johnston team very very rarely have looked sort of lost or in a mess or a flap or or, or not in some form of control of what they're doing. And I suppose after the first kind of ten minutes, again we we got back to that, and and they acquitted themselves really, really well. They competed exceptionally well, um, in all areas of the park actually. So it it, it turned into a, a really, really good performance. And up to the point where where they where they win the penalty and take the lead, you could you could say well, fair enough, almost. You know they did ride their luck early on, but but they played really well after that, um. So I, I suppose if there's one disappointment, and again this is this is maybe me leaning towards the negative like when really there's no need because it was a remarkable result, it really really was. But I suppose the one disappointing thing is the fact that you you do that work and you take the lead, and then just a few oh, yeah. minutes later yeah, yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. wee lapse, and you just absolutely. cough up a, a cheap equalizer. That's absolutely that's the disappointment that we take from it. But I mean beyond that, they they just acquitted themselves excellently, and it, and it did not look like a mismatch at all. And and I, I think st johnson and their fans can have hope looking at next week
0: i know jim it was a it was a strange one for me certainly covering a st johnson game off off the telly and so you know i don't know if it was a good or but maybe i won't listen to the commentary next time but anyway i had i was listening to the commentary and you know i I really like richard foster he was one of the more engaging interviews we would do because he thinks about he thinks about uh what he's talking about, you know, he, he's a real, he. he's, he, he really, he's really into his football and, and, you know, that might seem stupid, but, you know, there's a lot of footballers that aren't, you know, so he yeah, was always, awesome. oh, he's, he's, he's a great, he's a great interview and I quite, I like him as a, as a, co, a co-commentator as well, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't agree with his, he, him, he seemed to think that this was the time Saints should have really gone for it because this was their moment to seize. The game didn't feel like that to me because you could still see the, the ten man thing didn't really impact on Galatasaray's quality of possession and all the rest of it. I, I, I think Callum Davison sensed it correctly, and that you know one one was a good result to go back to, and that the the risk reward of really going for it and thinking right. now's the time type thing. You know, I think Callum got it spot on and and that, you know, yes, it was the right thing to sense. No, we just, you know, if they want to force it, we can break him on the break, but we are not going to force it here.
2: Yeah, strangely, there were times last night. I mean, you know, um, <clears throat> the commentary last night would would have been off tube. You know, they had been sitting in the studio in Glasgow watching as as as, as the situation at the moment, and it's never an ideal time to to do um, a, a commentary off tube any time. You know, but certainly last night, what you. I think if you know if you're sitting in a studio, you really feel to get the kind of feel on the ground, the kind of feel of well the, you know the heat, the humidity, for one thing, how that affects people. You you see things much much better when you're there, in the flesh. I thought actually, Richard was we, we touch pessimistic last night at times in, in his commentary. You know. Um, I thought it was a really good result for St. Johnson. You know, if the suggestion was that <clears throat> they could have been more positive and maybe taking the game, I think, you know, they, they, they kind of played it the right way. They were prepared to sit and soak that up, and then hit on the, uh, on the break. And, of course, when they did, and, of course, they they missed a very, very good chance, didn't they, you know, early on. I mean, um, I, I, I just think that, you know, to attempt to take a team like Galatasaray on, who are not at the height of their powers, but are still you know, a major, major... Yeah,
0: still a um, big outfit, goal for you know, I'd um,
2: yeah, yeah, I mean, to, to, to try and take them on, I think, man for man, you know, kind of, you know, approach for approach, I think would be very difficult indeed. Th- th- you know, it was going through my mind last night, Eric. I mean, Even when Dundee United were at the height of their powers in Europe, were United always man for man better than the opposition that they beat? Not by a way, not by a long chalk. They they had, certainly it was a golden era for Scottish football. They certainly had players, very often four or five or six players in a team that were as good or better than some of even the top sides they met. But man for man, not necessarily. Now, man for man last night would Saints have been better than Galatasaray, that would be a a tall claim to to make. So they got their game plan right, their attitude, their work rate, all of these things, their commitment was all spot on, as you'd expect from this side under Callum Davidson, as we've seen from Saints over the piece. But I think by and large, they got their game plan, um, uh, you know, spot on. I mean, it, it was a terrific result against one of the kind of, you know, one of the greatest teams in, 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 in Turkish football, and 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 still a big, big Europe. A really, you know, a, this is a big, big European football club they were up against. You know, they, these these are no mugs. You know, this was some team that end up. 10th in the Turkish top division every year or something. It's a big, big side with a, a serious pedigree and a serious history. So to go away and come back um, with a 1-1 result, I think, was a, a terrific result. And there were some, some I thought, great performances. I, you know, I, I when push came to shove, Big Xander again was he there with like a couple of fine saves, you know, the, the great last line. Um, I thought they, 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 all, they all kind of worked well. There was, you know, one or two... You know the, 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 the Waterspoon shot. He was kind of leaning back when he got it. Couldn't get any power into it, and all and all the rest of it. I thought it could maybe the ball could have been played to the right. I think it was McCann that played the ball, wasn't it? It could have been played to the mm-hmm. right. But these, these are these arena. are mere quibbles, you know. I thought, by and large, over the piece, every man, um, you know, played play his part. I thought it was a really, really good uh, performance from from all of them, including the you know the players who come on as substitutes. It was a terrific result. There's a
0: few reasons, Sean, that I think St. Johnson can be maybe not confident but certainly have room for confidence when we're talking about Galatasaray they I'm not saying they ran out of ideas but they were definitely a, a team that they definitely look like a team in transition don't they compared to a St Johnson team that they're absolutely at their peak all know their jobs you know consistency it's it's you know it's it's just routine for St Johnson and it and sort of you know trigger things just kick into gear don't they Galatasaray are a long way from that. Plus, they make some. They make some. I mean, we're not, I'm not just talking about the goalkeeper. Well, I'm, kind of, I'm talking about both well, goalkeepers. A couple from them, yeah. You know, they make. They make. They're prone to some really ridiculous decision making, aren't they? You know, so you're always in a game against a team like that, aren't you? You know, it's. I mean, Galatasaray had the not had the keeper not done what he. he Done that and and giving away that penalty, they probably they, they do probably go on to win that game because they they would they wouldn't be under pressure. They would probably, you know, they would they better take their time. So, you know, it's away goals don't count now. I think it'll be an identical game plan for for Callum Davison in the next one. Just hang in there, hang in there, hang in there. It's like it's like the uh, like the cup games, like Ibrox. Just make make the other team. Do something
1: to beat you, and they could well
0: make a mistake again.
1: Yeah, they could, and and I mean, in terms of St. Johnston, this team currently. I mean, if if the idea is, well, we'll play to our strengths uh, and hope that their weaknesses come into play. I mean, St. Johnston's strengths are, as you say, that they they are all to a man extremely clear about what it is they're supposed to do. Uh, at any point in a game. They know that system inside out and they all know their jobs within it. So that gives them a degree of sort of solidity and organisation that, that you can rely on. Um, and, I mean, Galatasaray... <laughs> I mean, I think about the game as it went on and ob- ob- obviously they have got a bit of quality and, and positions across the park. And you saw that at times last night. Um like Sababal in the first half. His touch at times was fantastic. And Van Anhalt as well. And with some of the balls that were picked out and some of the runs that were made, there is a bit of quality there. So that is something St. Johnston will have to watch for. But as the game went on, up until the point where St. Johnston took the lead, there, there it was never a mismatch at all. So if St. Johnston can rely on that solidity and that organisation that we know they've got, and if everybody turns up on the day, then they've got every chance because it is one-one. So the tie is still absolutely alive, uh, and as you see, away goals irrelevant at this point. So, yeah, it's 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 there. They've got a real chance, and I mean, you just you would have absolutely bit your hand off for one-one oh, at yeah. this point. Before the, it's it's incredible. So. Just a, this is this is a huge, going to be a massive game.
0: I would have gladly taken for Jim uh, one goal behind, you know, because I mean, I thought even I thought two is the two, two behind was the sort of the 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 edge of of it keeping it alive. I mean, it wouldn't really be, but I just remember when Monaco got three 0 up coming back to Perth, and it just it felt like mm, this is all this is all just a bit. You know, we're coming. We're coming along here just because because this is an occasion and it's it's a team to see and blah blah blah. But this there's absolutely no no realistic opportunity of St Johnston winning this. So it needed to be two at worst. I I thought a goal behind would have been good, but no, I. I
2: the, the, Eric the only note of caution I would I would, um, you know inject into this is I think that you know th- th- this is a good side I, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that and you know I'm not a big one with this se- thing about you know certain the side.
0: manager seemed quite calm as yeah, well yeah. after that he, he he thinks right. they're going to get a lot better as that progress right.
2: and you get that kind of some sides don't travel well I've never really bought into that sort of stuff you know play, players are players and you know mentality funny though, they don't have a great record of travelling well though no, it's no, funny, but, 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 you know, but they're quick and they've got quality and you know Sean's going through there cutting Know, a couple of the kind of you know the players with it with the touch and all the rest. I mean, you get right through the side. You know, from Babel to you know, uh, uh, had scored the goal. You know, I mean, and 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 that's why I kind of inject that note of caution. I mean, young young Divine, I suppose, got caught. Kind of maybe showed a bit too much room, but the move inside and the strike was very quick. It was very athletic. It was very. Um, very well executed. You know, that, that's the kind of thing I think that they are capable, equally capable of away on the road as they are at home. But but it, it, it's a level playing field. And and Saints, I, I, you know, I think you're right. I don't think Saints at any, any stage, although they were under the cosh at times and all the rest, of the, as they grew as the game uh, uh, progressed. But at no time, I think, did they, you know, they never ever looked like a side that were well out of their depth. And I think that must give them great heart for the return.
0: I know we've spoken about him before, Sean, and and you know probably going back on old territory for those that are regular listeners. But it was another step up for uh, for Ali McCann, wasn't it? You know, it was it was just you know he showcased himself brilliantly there, didn't he? Just it, after after I mean, let's not forget after missing a penalty that would have won Saint Johnson the match up in Dingwall as well. So you know there was a little bit above a bounce back needed there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he he was excellent. He really, really was, and. Um, I, I'm thinking about how we've gone on about Ali McCann for over a season now. But I mean, certainly last season we, we spoke about him a bit, so maybe in a slightly different way because his job was slightly different. His breakthrough season, the one before, was—I mean, he was outstanding for a for a first-time kind of first-team player, if you like. Um, and last season, he was he was he was excellent. It was in more, in more understated sort of, last key season, way. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, this this performance um, in Turkey. I, I, t- I mean, where did he start? I, I thought he was phenomenal. He was, he was aggressive in a way that we haven't really seen a huge amount of last season. Um, it was there in wee bits, but he was, he was, he was absolutely dominant. And t- I mentioned before about how St. Johnson competed well. I mean, he was central to that. He was, he was, he was aggressive. He was good on the ball. He was winning it back. He was hunting it down. He was looking after it well. It was just, it, it was an astonishing performance from. <laughs> from him I shouldn't actually be astonished uh, because we know how good he is but there will be a lot of people who maybe haven't seen him as frequently as as maybe you know i've been fortunate enough to see him who will have watched that and thought wow like this this kid's got another level to what even we thought he did um that and that to me is the sort of performance that Unfortunately, and, and one way for Saint Johnston fans, I think it's the kind of thing that could really kind of cement his departure, because it was high profile, it was on the TV, it's in Europe. He was it. He, he, he didn't look remotely out of place. He looked excellent. So uh, I I would think that any clubs and there will have been clubs that are watching and we know there are uh, that that saw that that might well light a fire under them and make them think, oh crikey, we need we need to make a move here and. Although it'll be unfortunate for St. Johnson and then the playing sense if he goes, because he's obviously excellent, that might be helpful in the sense that that could well drive the price that St. Johnson get up past that record fee that, that the chairman's talked about um, in, a, in a whole new territory, which is which is all we can really hope for, I think, But because he's he's definitely going places, isn't
0: he? Yeah, he's got, he's got it all, Gemma, but that's the thing because I kind of get a wee bit frustrated when it's, these things come in and you know, the, the it's, it's like fashion, isn't it? But people seem to overlook these central midfielders that are old school center. I mean, it used to be, as you well know, central midfielders used to have to do it all. You know, we didn't break them up into no, into CDMs, straight. holding midfielders, uh, holding I mean, all yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. So it's almost <laughs> as that's if right. when, when you get one that has the full package, who does it simple has the energy to get up and down? Can make the, the long and short passes. You know, tackle, go by a man. All these things. It's almost as if you know. folk want to sort of, uh, you know, dismiss it a bit and say, but oh, but, but he doesn't score as many goals as David right. Turnbull, or or he's not as big as Lewis <laughs> Ferguson. I mean, he's better than both of those two. I don't care. You know what I mean? I've I've had I've had uh, Twitter. Sp- not spats, but you know, I've had Motherwell fans coming at me saying, "Oh, David Turnbull's this, that, the other," and and Aberdeen fans saying, "Oh, Lewis Ferguson, this." Oh, I'm sorry, you know, having it all is a very good thing for a central midfielder. It means that, I mean, Callum Davidson's played him in about three different
2: ways. Yeah, it's like one of these TV packages. You get the bundle, you know, you get everything. You get broadband, the TV package. You're, they don't start me on broadband. Mine was down for three days. <laughs> Hence, it was a Twitter-free zone it Shez spends, But that's why I was quite on Twitter. But no, McCann comes with the whole bundle. He's the whole package. He's got creativity. He's got energy. Uh, you know, he sees passes, he makes passes, you know, um, uh, and he, he's got lovely balance, he's got a lovely grace about the way he plays, he can stick in, he can mix it, he's got all of that and he's got, he's got a bit of rapidity as well uh, about him, so, you know, he really is a lad, I mean, he's, he's only 21 now still, isn't he, you know, I sometimes think, he, he you look at him sometimes, you think mature beyond his years, but he's, he's still a young uh, fella, learning the game, but he learns very, very quickly, you know, it, it, there is a touch of the old head on younger shoulders about him, so, um, I hope from a you know, from a our perspective, I hope that St Johnson can keep him for a while, but you know, you can never stand in the way, you can never thwart ambition. Um, and my suspicion will be that he would be ambitious to play at the highest possible level and, and also, you know, to 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 earn earn money. Football is a short career, as we know, but I mean, um, Saints have, uh, you know, Saints have done very, very well to develop him uh, and, and it's been a joy to watch him develop. I'd like to think, we'd you know, maybe another season or so to watch him develop even further with St. Johnson, but uh, you just don't know. I mean, you know, when you look at some of the crazy money that is being splashed about and they get you know, when I saw the other day, Grealish. Now I like Grealish, hundred million quid. You shake your head and you think, Well what you know, what might they get for McCann? Two hundred million? No, I mean seriously, no. You think to yourself, We we do we do I, I you know, I've taken the people for task for saying this that we undersell players in Scotland because you can only get what somebody will pay you, but that said, you can talk a good game. You can talk a better game, than we sometimes do. And McCann looks at, at quite a spectacular talent. He's been emerging for some time, and I think now he really is. He really is starting to blossom. And if Saints do sell him, I think they need to be looking for a very, very considerable fee indeed for him.
0: Indeed, they do. And listen, we'll just take a we'll just take a wee break before we come back and chat all things Dundee United and Dundee. So we'll be back after this wee break. Thank you.
3: Are you a Dundee United supporter? You're probably pictured in the Arabs Away book. Do you know any Dundee United supporters? They're probably in the book too. You, your friends, your family, your tribe are in this book. This is a football book with a difference. It isn't really about the players, the games, the on-field achievements. It's about you, the supporter. It tells the story of the supporter's journey. It shows us in triumph, in despair, in song, in anger and in pubs. It shows us laughing and celebrating Home and away, young and old For better or worse Have a leaf through the book Every few pages you exclaim I ken that lad Or I was there Or I remember that There's never been a United book like this There never will be again As one of our podcast listeners You can get an exclusive 20% discount on Arabs Away At dcthompsonshop.co.uk Using the code Arabs20 at checkout that's A R A B S two Zero at the checkout of uk. Check the episode notes for details and terms.
0: Welcome back. And now, Jim, your specialist subject, Dundee United. Now, I think you expected United to lose at Aberdeen, didn't you? I think yes, it's it did. fair to say. <laughs> but I think there was there was As always, there was a few strands of the the ire of United fans in the wake of it. If we can break it down yet. Obviously, the basic one being they thought their team was pretty rotten. The second one being they didn't see anything, any discernible change from Mickey Mellon to Tam Courts after having us had a summer of thinking this was, you know, this was going to be a bit of a transition, so we were they were going to be there was more of an accent on youth. You know, you would, you'd think they would and you would think, and and they saw that in the in the the league cup ties, but this could have been a this could have been a Mickey Mellon team in tactics for all intents and purposes. And the third thing that 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 seemed to rub them up the wrong way was um, Tam Courts's post match comments, where he, you know, it it, it felt a bit. Deluded, I think it was the first half, wasn't it? Saying that you know, thought we edged it, type thing, and I think United fans were thinking, "What on earth was was that? What, what was the game we just watched?" I mean, I'm a bit, I'm inclined to to give him a to not get too critical on the latter one because you know it's a tricky one, particularly for a new manager at that level to to you know to say the right things. To it's a, it's a balancing act, isn't it, between being positive and sort of talking up you know your players and you know trying to put your own spin in it and riling you know and 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 kind of straying into the territory of you know rewriting history type thing you know so I'm, i'm i'm tempted to to let him off the hook on that one but the actual performance and the the team he picked where are you where do you stand on those two jim
2: well, w- w- when you say, you know, um, it was a Mickey Mellon type team, did, did Mickey not take United up to Pataudry and win? <laughs> well, <laughs> so, that,
0: was that, yeah. You know, so, I didn't say it was a Mickey <laughs> Mellon type result.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. No, I mean, you know, Mellon 2, what we all 1. I think there's a combination of things at play here. There's a section, I don't know how big it is, I wouldn't hesitate, I, I wouldn't hazard a guess. There's a section that United support that just don't want Tom Courts in the job. I That's think it's big. Line.
0: I don't know about you, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's no, big, I,
2: I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. There's a section that don't want him in the job. Some are more voluble than others, and they don't want him in the job full stop. Some think he was the wrong appointment because he doesn't have the experience, He come from you know he's got a background in junior football, he's come out of nowhere, they see... Um, you know, they see a kind of fiefdom being built, if you want, turn under the, you know, under um, the sporting director. They think it's it's a, 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 you know, a kind of just a big um, old boys network type thing. Now, the bottom line is, if Tam Court starts to get results, all of that will fly off. That's what happens in football. This happens all the time. Um, he, he's a younger manager. He's 39. He's not a boy, but he's 39. So he uses words like kind of ball attention and um turnover and things like that. For a certain generation, and indeed even some of a younger generation, they're not interested in, in that kind of heavy analysis of football about, you know, passes attempted, pa- you know, um, uh, uh, you know uh, passes attempted, passes made, you know, uh, the, the, the stats of the game, who ran, how many uh, kilometres, and all the rest of it. They want the results. They want to see endeavour, effort and all the rest of it. The other thing they want to see is they want to see a creative midfielder, just what we've been talking about a minute ago, a man that can see the passes to feed Shankland who will score goals. They're not convinced, still a lot of them, were Nicky Clark who was kind of you know, part of that kind of um, five-man midfield, wasn't he, here at the weekend? He, they're, they're less kind of convinced about Ian
0: Harkes, yeah. aren't they? They're, less they're convinced not convinced. I mean, the
2: truth of the matter is, sadly, they're not convinced at all about Harks. I quite like Harks' energy and all the rest of it, but I'd be the first to concede that, you know, that, that for kind of, you know, basically every one thing he, he does well, there's something else that he does less well. That's being, that's being kind. I, I, I'm not entirely sure that Ian Harks is 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 at the level that Dundee United fans think that they deserve that, that's just, that, you know that, that's me being polite about it there are other elements um i think that you know the the way that the um the, you know the, the way united got caught with the two goals for instance the, you know the long ball over the back that the, the, you know the how far apart the, the the defenders were the way that Hayes goes into the back bizarrely strangely intriguingly, and this is probably you know one of the few times i've been mildly critical i actually thought that um, Seagrest was maybe a wee bit slow in reading that ball to uh, to Hayes, and maybe been a, could have been a bit smarter off his line. I'm not blaming him. I mean, I think it was a it was a very very close call. I'm not saying he, he was or wasn't. I just I looked at it a couple of times in the replay. And I thought, well, could he have been? Could he have read that quicker? Could he? Have? But you know, mainly it was defence stepping out, long ball over the top, and allowing Hayes. Um, too much latitude and similarly the Ramirez goal was beautiful lovely a lovely goal a lovely shimmy I think it was Reynolds it was sold the dummy wasn't it and that, that happens you know that happens to the best defenders in the world uh, a lovely cross from the, the young fullback back and and Ramirez was, was right on the button to put it away the way that Ian Hark should have with the glorious chance that he had so I think there's a combination of things going on here Um at united there's all you know there's all this stuff behind the scenes interestingly the the owner is over this weekend to to see what's going on and i, I think you know um, that there's there's a lot of things wrong that the, the, you know the, the united fans want more you know they want more players in and they want quality in. they want quality in midfield and they want a, a quality striker to either help shankland or to 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 be Shankland if Shankland goes, not um, something that I'm convinced is going to happen. I have to say, and if it does, it'll not be anything like the price that we've previously talked about. So I think there's a lot of things. Melting in the background, they're bubbling away in the pot, Eric at, at Tannadice. I think things could actually come to a head quite quickly um, at, at Tannadice. I think they, you know, they, they have not necessarily been best advised on a whole lot of things in terms of kind of how to you know, handle the media and all the rest of it. But there's a whole lot of things I think that are going on there. Um, and, and now that the crowds are back. That's when I think you know they said this is a double-edged sword. I thought at Dens last week, no doubt will come at Dundee. Thought at Dens last week, the noise at times from the Dundee crowd was was incredible, absolutely incredible. You know, people just delighted to be back at a game, and it went well for them. Um, however, that can turn very very quickly. You know, and 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 you know against Rangers, um, very hard to see United get anything out of that. So you could be two games in after a good good enough League Cup start. It could be two games in. And and not marooned. You can't be marooned after two games, but sitting there, are propping up the table, and, and and panic is setting in, and a lot of people are wondering generally what's going on at Saturday's behind the scenes and, and all the rest of it. So I think these are, this is a pretty febrile team uh, time uh, for United as a club and for the team.
0: Sean, it's not the result, or possibly possibly even the the performance that I think. Here's here's why I think Tam course has got big big problems already. And it's because, and I go back to the, the phrase, the lack of a discernible difference. Do you agree that this needed to look justification for changing managers pretty quickly in terms, of, in terms of where United are going? And United fans not seeing that is a big problem for me for time courts. Do you agree with that, Sean?
1: Yeah, that could be true. Uh, certainly in terms of the personnel. Um, I mean, obviously, there were a, a, a couple of changes. Mulgrew was in there. Um, but, I mean, largely, it was pretty familiar looking um, as a side. Samcourt seems to be wanting to play three at the back, um, which should give him some options in terms of how he sets up and midfield and out wide. But, again, it was largely similar to last season. And the ones, for me, um, <laughs> an obvious one is we've heard a lot about Logan Chalmers and and how good he is and indeed we've seen him uh, in action as well we know we know he's a good player um <clears throat> so the, a, an easy question for the Dundee United fans to ask themselves off the back of that at Aberdeen on Saturdays why wasn't he starting because we've heard so much about him and equally a, 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 another one that we've heard a lot about now admittedly he's he's a wee bit younger than Logan Chalmers Kerr Smith but we've heard a lot about him as well and then you look at you look at the, the the back three if you like, and you've got Reynolds, Mulgrew, obviously who's coming, and, uh, Edwards, Edwards. Fine. But yeah, but where's Kerr Smith then? If, if if we've heard so much about him, and he's one that uh, Premier League clubs in England are interested in, they're all watching him. Why is he not playing? So those are those are easy questions that leap to mind for Dundee United fans who have been expecting maybe something to look a wee and, bit and different.
0: Yeah, easy ways for Tam Court to to make a. To, to look like he's, you know, he's making a difference, isn't it? Even if you don't get the result, isn't it? Because you say, this is what we're doing, and here you go.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yes, there was, the, the, albeit the system was, was, was kind of tam courses, but I, I did kind of feel there was a, there, I felt a similarity watching it to last season. Um, in terms of Shankland, certainly Shankland looking pretty isolated. Uh, it was another game where he just started to look frustrated as the game went on. And and, and understandably so. We have talked about this last season, ad nauseum, the fact that he was so isolated and, and, and not getting much service. And it was it was kind of the same again, really. Um and you can see it in him. the, the, the sort of when you don't get that service and you're not form, and, and confidence is a dangerous one because he would probably say himself that there's nothing wrong with his confidence. But when you're when you're not in that groove, if you like you can see the sort of that instinct to finish and just sort of been ever so slightly off. Um, and I, I think you can see that in them, um, which is, which is difficult. It's really, really difficult for them because <laughs> for all the changes that you could make, and, and we've talked about a couple there, <clears throat> you might argue that you could, you could have started focus as well, but again, we're into opinions now. So everyone's got one and all that stuff. Um, but one of the if if you're going to make any change, one of the big ones has to be that the changes that you make have to amount to if you're going to have Lauren Shankland in that team that he is getting service, and it just it, it didn't it didn't pan out like that. It wasn't there. So in that sense, there, there were disappointing similarities to last season. I think, and that and that will be a, a problem for Tam Corse if it continues, and it absolutely doesn't help that they've now got Rangers. it's it's just a nightmare.
0: Jim, I mean the, the fixed. Fact... I mean, the fix, I mean, there was, that's why the Aberdeen one felt like an important one to get something. The fixture list has not been kind to them. And you, you can see, I mean, you, I don't know if you were specifically talking about uh, the managerial situation when you said you could see things coming ahead quickly, but, you know, it's the managerial situation is included in that, isn't it? Because, because of the, because of the, the difference, you make know, because of the type of appointment United have made, because of the fixture list, because of all the the discontent, you know, that was that was there last season, because of the cutbacks, it is, it, you know, that we're not we're not we're not making this up, are we? To say that you know this is a manager that needs to hit the ground running, are we? I,
2: Eric, the the bottom line is quite simple in football. As, as we know, we've, we've you know we've all been kicking about the scene for a long time, and and, and so have fans, you know, so of majority of the fans. I mean, results are everything. Results. People will will, will forgive you everything if the results are right. You know, when results are going well on the park, with the first team, people can wax a lot of about the great youth setup they've got, the academy setup, what's coming through, the, you know, the, the trust are doing this for the homeless or, the, or, or you know, they're setting up food banks. Fabulous. What a club this is. Wonderful. I love this club. You know, the minute results go badly on the park, they're only interested in one thing bad results and how you make them better. Now, You know, United beat uh, Aberdeen uh, under Mellon. They played that day, as I recall, with a bit of tempo, a bit of kind of zip about them. This was a different type of performance. You know, there were times in the middle of the park where they looked to kind of decent, kept the ball and all the rest of it, but not any great tempo. But they were up against the side with two really exceedingly good midfielders in Brown and Brown and, and Ferguson, you know, who bring kind of different elements to the game. But one thing they do bring is a kind of bossiness and a calmness, um, you know, and the ability to see passes and, and retain possession and all the rest of it. Um, so, you know, it was always going to be a, 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 a very difficult game against Aberdeen. And I certainly wouldn't be judging uh, Tom Courts on the basis of losing to to the Dons, where a lot of money has been invested and some fine signings have been made. Um I think there, there's an overall sense where United fans that he's the wrong man for the job. Now, the, the, the problem there is, you know, are people prepared to give the fella the benefit of the doubt? And in football, you very seldom get the benefit of the doubt. You very seldom get lots of time. That's where you require a strong owner and you require a strong sporting director to say, we gave you this chance, we're going to back you. You know, um, we're going to stick with you. Because I think, you know, I, I remember... On this, program, well, on this podcast, you know, a long time back, saying I hope that Dundee stuck with James McPake because at the time a lot of Dundee fans wanted him out the door and all the rest of it. And I think sometimes if you make a decision, you've got to be strong enough to stick with that. However, when results really do start to go badly wrong, then it's very, very difficult for directors not to panic, sporting directors, owners uh, and all the rest of it not to, to panic. Now, it's, it's far too early, far too early for United... Um, and indeed their fans, to to panic. It was always going to be a tough season. I don't think anyone was expecting United to be in the top six. Personally, Club of Dundee United stature, they should be in the top six. I think that both they and Dundee should be uh, gunning for the top six every season. Um, but you know the way, th- the way the cookies crumbled over the piece, um, the club's being rebuilt, there are all these plans to go with youth, some experience and all the rest of it. That's the club they have, you know. A lot of United, a lot of say, a lot of United fans were warned. I mean, uh, you know, when there was the change of regime, be careful what you wish for. Sometimes because it doesn't always a come to pass, or b it doesn't come to pass quickly. Um, but football fans, w- w- whether they be labourers in a building site or lawyers in an office. Uh, go to be entertained on a Saturday, take the cares of the world away, and they want to see their team competing and winning and doing well. And I think a lot of them have looked at this side and, th- and thought that at premiership level, and that's what counts, they don't necessarily have it in them to do that. There's, there's a lack of creativity. There's a lack of goal scoring now. Um, and defensively, although there's plenty of experience, um, there's maybe a wee lack of pace in there as well. So there are things that need to address, but I, I don't, they don't have to be fatal. It's a massive test though. A massive test of Tom Courts. It's his first big, big job, um, and only, only time will tell whether he stands withstands the pressure and, and and stands up to this.
0: Sean, of all of all the games to get first at home, you know, in the Premiership where your fans back, it's this one. I mean, what chance do you give them? What? You-
1: mm, not much. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, I don't want to. I'm just trying to be realistic. No not not, not to, to do anybody down or anything like that. I just mm. think Rangers are very good. <laughs> and uh, I think they would give anybody a problem in Scotland, Celtic included. I think that's evidence, been evident over the last season or so. So um I, I think United are up against it at the weekend. I don't I don't think that's a controversial statement. <laughs> um, not your most controversial, no. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. I mean it, 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 I was listening to um, rangers uh the radio uh last weekend the Livingston game um and they were running through uh the squad, the rangers oh, squad huge, no. and they were it's going huge. they were going through a list of, of players that weren't involved and it was just like mind-boggling Keep, they keep like signing the, people. Not, not We're just not
0: letting anybody go, though. Are they.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, not just the not just the numbers, but I mean the quality as well. Yeah, no, that they've got. That you aren't could make even a involved. case
0: their second team could win the league, couldn't you? Oh, it's definitely. been, that it's, yeah, you been that. it's been that bigger transformation. I know. I know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's that's what you're up against. Um, so. Uh, it'll be very, very hard for United, um, and, and yeah, you've got they've got punters back in, in decent numbers uh, for the first time. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that how they react to that. You would you would like to think that, and, and I'm sure there will, and in lots of cases, be a degree of um, understanding that this this uh, this isn't the game that you turn up and expect United to win four now. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, or anything approaching that. Um, you would you would like to think there'll be some understanding on that front, so I, I, it should be all right in that respect. But I do I do think that they they will see a United team with their backs against up to the wall for, for probably most of the 90 minutes to be honest so
2: Jeremy you no Eric I think the, the danger here listen I, I'm in complete agreement with Sean I mean I think Rangers would be far too strong for them you know I mean they, both you know that four three three system they play they've got three you know they've got quality in midfield they've got quality in pace and and, and you know just kind of goal scoring in them as, as the Livingston 3-0-1 um, evidence they, they, they'll I suspect have far too much in hand um uh, for United I mean a draw would be a terrific Result for the night, a win would be kind of that'd be like kind of winning a lottery on Saturday night. But the, the, I think the worry here is, <coughs> you know, that in between, you know, once once Rangers are out of the way, and that, that will probably be a defeat, I would imagine. Then you know you've you've got the League Cup, haven't you? You know, um, yeah, but then to come off the back of that, you've got um, Saints away and, and 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 Hearts at home, and quite quickly Saint Merlin, and then a derby coming up. I mean you know it's not inconceivable and and i i don't like to be you know a, a glass half empty individual but it's not inconceivable that four games into the season you know it could be sitting there barren you know looking at a, a pointless um a pointless haul um and i think by that stage that's that's where you know things become really really um worrying and and confidence is you know confidence is a fragile flower it's, it's you know there's um, football players are like everyone else. Their confidence waxes and wanes. It comes and goes. Some some are just remarkably confident, no matter what happens. But you know, the majority of them, you know, their, their confidence comes and goes on the basis of how well they're playing, or it's perceived they're playing, the reaction from the crowd, how you know whether they're getting the wins, the draws, or, or whatever. Um, so. You know, I, I don't think United were ever going to be off to a flyer with Aberdeen and, and Rangers to meet in the first two. But the concern is that, you know, very quickly in four or five games into the season, league games I'm talking about, um, the picture could could be a really, really dark one uh, indeed.
0: Things seem to be moving as far as Lawrence Shanklin's concerned, Sean. I think it's probably the, you know, we don't get to hear everything that's going on behind the scenes, but we'll have we a decent a decent grip on it over the last couple of windows but this one feels a bit different doesn't it there there actually feels to be some solid and pro- pro- probably because the price has come down right enough that's why that's why there's a solid interest now but intriguing to see how this one plays out are, are you getting convinced now he's gonna he's gonna go
1: possibly <laughs> yeah i mean it, 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 it again it depends on on it but they've, they've, they've knocked one bid back um which Was 300 grand. I'm told, I've initially told it was 500, but it's been uh, lowered to 300 and that was knocked back now. Um, so that's out there. Whether that smokes out any other potential um suitors, and I, I know that um, uh, it town, are the one that, that we've mentioned. Um, and there, there were other, and there was under other, I, in, I think it was in, MK Them in Don's, Sunderland are the I'm ones that get
0: mentioned, them. get linked with everybody, aren't yeah. they? It's just, you get. Ah, yes, right. yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, so whether whether that smokes anything else, we, we, we'll see. Um, will he Will he sign a new deal? I'm I'm more convinced now that he won't do that. Um, I I, I tend to think that that's that, that's probably dead in the water. So uh, I, why I, would you, if you were him,
0: you just you either you know you either get a new deal in the summer or you, when you assess your other options and you get a big and you get a big signing on for summer, yeah,
1: yeah, it would make more sense for him just to leave it. Um, and see what happens uh, come summertime. So I, I suspect if if, if I, I don't know what figure United will have in mind, but actually, to be honest with you, I, I don't think it will be too far away from half a million. Um, I reckon if they can if they can get that um, this month, then and, if, and indeed if Shanklin wants to take it and go to whichever club it is, I, I think he will go. Uh, but whether whether that whether that figure gets met, I'm not sure. And whether that would be the deal breaker or not, I'm not sure. Whether they would lower it, um. But uh, yeah, there's 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 every possibility goes this month. I I would say, uh, but certainly in terms of the deal, I don't, I don't think I don't think we'll 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 see him sign a new deal. I was,
0: I was going to say as well, Jim. I mean, you know, we could say 500 grand, but that doesn't mean that's 500 grand going to United, does it? Because there could well be could well be clauses, you know, whereby Lauren Shanklin gets some of that, or you know, or or whatever you know. It so it's not a case of United clearing five hundred grand. If if it's a five hundred grand
2: fee, is it? I well, said it's not unusual at all. It's it's the nature of the beast. You know, I mean, you know, these 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 deals are usually kept private. I mean, one, 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 one of the things that came back to haunt Stephen Thompson was was when it became apparent that that um, Jackie McNamara was 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 on a percentage of any any player sales. Uh, I mean, I can remember, you know, you you two lads, your your former esteemed colleague, Mister Thomas Duthie, uh, Tam and I were at a. Um, a on a, a table with Stephen Thompson and Jackie McNamara at the Whitehall Theatre, you know, I had one of these big nights. There were eight hundred people there, and and uh, Thompson announced to to Tom and myself that, um, you know, Jackie was about to sign a new deal. Um, keep it quiet. Don't don't tweet it until we get out. Until and the audience were kind of rapt applause because everything looked hunky dory at that at the time. Had he also just gone out that night and said, and "By the way, the only way we've been able to keep Jackie quite bluntly in a modern age was we're going to give him a percentage of any player sales." People would have went, "Yeah, fantastic. Would we'll be brilliant." Um, they didn't, and, and then when it came out, um, uh, you know, the, 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 it, it, uh, it set the cat among the pigeons. Um, now I don't expect you know clubs to to be absolutely open about everything that goes on, wages and all the rest of it. But undoubtedly, you know, clubs I think sometimes could be a wee bit more open about the realities of modern football. You know, Lauren Shankland... If he's any sense and he gets a decent offer, we'll leave because it's a short career. He's still quite a young player, but he's got to make the best of things for himself. It's not going particularly well for him at the moment. Um, United are rebuilding and all the rest of it. Does he want to be part of that? I don't know. Um, I, I kind of suspect not, to be honest with you. If he gets a chance to go a, a move where he can, you know, significantly increase his earnings um, and 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 take a big chunk of money from the fee and all the rest of it to set himself up and his family for the future, he'd be mad not to do that. You know, so um, I, I, my suspicion is, is that this is leading in, in one direction. I'll tell you what, if he doesn't get away, you, you, you really then have to ask yourself quite seriously about, you know, where is his career going? I mean, this this, this is kind of not like the days of a, a Neri and a Hegarty and a Bannon where these guys could have played pretty much anywhere. But frankly, by going somewhere else, you, your wages went up by 90 quid a week or something, you know. Um, nowadays, you can treble, quadruple your money. So... If he doesn't get the move, if somebody's not prepared to pay half a million for him, you've got to kind of wonder, you know, why people have stopped seeing anything special about the boy. So um, I think that the next week or two, the a the short one's interesting, whether that's dead or not, I don't know. They've got standard Liège a week Sunday. Wouldn't it be nice to uh, unveil him as your new Scottish striker in a game like that? You know, but uh, I don't know. I mean, my suspicion is that if they get a decent offer, he'll go. You know, he won't get all of that money. Um how, how how strong the finances are at Tardis. Well, I think we all know that it's not looking great, is it? You know, is it, and it's not looking great anywhere. So I think, I just think these are really interesting times for United. I think there's a lot starting to unfold.
0: Yeah, well, moving across to, to Den, Sean, I think our, our suspicions that this is a Dundee team with a bit about them were confirmed on Saturday, weren't they? You know, that was a, a couple of character tests in there, not least the fact that, the end of the game with ten men, but you know it just it kind of, I think Dundee fans and James McPake himself will be pretty reassured by that day one performance, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, um, I mean obviously they've they've, they've gone behind uh, twice in the game, but to to come back twice uh, shows you that there's, as you say, a bit about that Dundee team. Um, so yeah, he they can be quite pleased with that as a. As a and again, remember Saint Mirren were, were pretty decent last season. Are well, pretty so, decent, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I really, really um, pleasing uh, for them having just come up. So if they've, they've they've got one game at home. They've got the fans back, and they've shown a bit of dig, and they've got themselves a good point to start off with. And uh, they will they will be justifiably um, quite pleased with that, uh, I think. And uh, I mean, in terms of the players and what have you um I don't know that McMullen um his involvement was uh, pretty key because I, I read that uh, George Cran did a, a sort of opt a statistical piece through the week looking at the players who made an impact and what have you and he, he he figured really highly in that and that that will be really pleasing as well not just for him but for for James McPake um because he went and got him as a player from United. Uh, as a player who would make a real effort, uh, sorry, a real impact on their um, effort to come up, if you like, from the Championship. They've now got one who as we've spoken about before will will rightly feel he's got a point to prove in the Premier League because he, he's never really had a chance at that level before. Certainly didn't at United um, where he was kind of overlooked there so for him to come up play a key role in, in, in the first game at that level will be will be really, really pleasing for him, really pleasing for Dundee. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you, again, I think we've said this last season as well, you look through the, the side that they've put out and there's, there's, there's some good players there.
0: Uh, it's competitive. It's absolutely, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Jim, I mean, all too seldom, it feels, over the last, uh, certainly as long as we've been doing this podcast and and a few years before that, it's felt as if, you know, the the... the the phrase "feel good factor" and Dens Park haven't exactly gone hand in hand, have they? It's been all all too all too infrequent. But which sh- is your sense that this is a this is a it's not over over You know, this is a club sort of back in love with itself. You know, and, and in terms of the fans, the team, and, and all the rest of it, it does it does seem to be a bit of a sort of. A bit of a virtuous circle there, Foreman. Yeah,
2: there's, there's a wee bounce about Denz. I think. I think there's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, Saturday was an intriguing one. We lost a couple of players to, to, to injury, you know, um, one very early on. Um, you know, later on in the game, young young Anderson was, was red-carded for a pretty rash challenge. Um, they they they, w- they went behind, you know, very early on. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, that's our patch, but can I just say it? Main and Brophy look to me as though well they will be a really quite a handful yeah, for, for, for most sides of the TV, this season, yeah. yeah. Um, So, but you know, uh, long ball forward, knock on, Brophy knocks in from 16 yards. I mean, they wouldn't be, Dundee wouldn't be at all happy with the way they uh, conceded that one, you know. But um, they, they came back well uh, from it, you know. They, they came back and, you know, they, they, they kind of... The goal at first, I have to say, I thought Charlie Adam had got it in from up, you know, three miles away in the back of the stand at, uh, where we are at Denz. But well, it wasn't, it came off shockingly. But I think Charlie put him under enough pressure uh, for it to, to, to go. And then, of course, you know, and there the, the, the was that... Dodgy penalty, um, I and ca- I still can't quite make my mind up about it. And um, to go behind it, and then he come back from Cummings, and I thought the Cummings goal, in, in particular, was a beautifully worked goal. Lovely move down the left, beautiful cross. Cummings beautifully positioned, just slides himself in and knocks it in from you know a few yards. Not the first time we've seen strikers putting those over the bar from a few yards or wide of the post. So um, I think there was a lot to be pleased about. um Charlie Adam gave another fine performance. I thought. Uh, McMullen was, you know, was full of energy and drive and running. Um, I I think at the back, other than the kind of the early scare, I thought they looked relatively solid. But what I like about them, and I think I I said this last uh, last week, Eric, for the first time, I think, in a long time, um, Dundee are kind of going back to the future. Uh, between the sticks. They've got a really good looking goalkeeper bet- between the sticks. Legs looks a really solid, accomplished goalkeeper. He's confident, he's unfussy, he's unhurried, um, he's got good hands, he's got good feet, good positional sense. Um, we had a couple of good saves uh, at, at the weekend, and I think when you've got that kind of solidity behind you, when you've not got a keeper who's going to kind of you know, make a mistake or even a couple of mistakes every other game I think that is, is, is a booster for them so I think they look to me as though they have got a really good goalkeeper between the posts and I think that's important but you know all things considered, you know, you look around the side, you know, the McMullens and McGowan's done it. went off, uh, the, you know, injured, sadly. But, you know, young Fraser Robertson and uh, uh, midfielder as well. I, I like Ashcroft, I like McGee at the back. Um, Against against top top quality, uh, the, the, you know. The, the, I don't know whether you know whether they be exposed or not. I don't see I don't see why they're, you know they're not the finest central defensive pairing in the world. Not the Italian pairing that won European Championships, but they look very comfortable to me um, as a Premiership pairing. I just think that there's a bit of bounce about Denz at the moment, um, and they've got a wee bit about them on the bench as well to be able to bring on um, Cummings, you know, as they did. In fact, you know, there's an argument for saying he could have started. And to be able to bring on I was looking I was keen to get a look at Kelly and Sheridan. It reminded me of a wee bit of Stevie May when he came on with that loping style and the man bun, you know, but um, I think there might be a wee bit about Sheridan as well that, that adds to uh, the gaiety of the Dane's Bark support. So I think that there are reasons to be cheerful. We've been here before with Dundee um, in the past, but this does look as though James McPake has assembled, a, a I think, a fairly strong squad. I'm not making any great predictions for a top six or anything like that, but they look as though they can hold their own. St. Munn are a good side, and, um, uh, and I think you know, they, 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 I mean, they just missed out last last season to Saints for that top six, you know. And they're a good, good side. I think they, they've strengthened even further this season. So I thought two two at Dens wasn't a bad result for Dundee. In fact, it was a, a very decent result.
0: Yeah. Last word to you, Sean. We talked about United and how this is for for a variety of reasons possibly the worst time to be playing uh, to be playing Rangers, Dundee. You can give a good few reasons why this is, you know, the best time to be playing them. Give them a good chance. <laughs> yeah, we'll give them a better chance yeah. than you, you give them a better chance than United. I'll bet you that.
1: Know? Yes. Yeah, I would. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Um, yeah, this is uh, not by any stretch uh, a Celtic side that looks vintage. Um, uh, I mean, you talked about Galatasaray earlier being a team in transition. I mean, <laughs> talk about team in transition. This Celtic is, is is miles off the finished article. I think it, it, it was when they, they played in the Champions League. Um, uh, uh, how do you how do you even say that team? Mitchell, yeah, Land. help me out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Mitchell Land. Yeah, so they played them right, <laughs> and uh, I looked at that that starting lineup that Celtic put out, and you just think that's that's a team that, that like a few years ago Celtic Celtic would have sent out to play in a. In a friendly game or a, or a testimonial or something like An,
0: that. Andy Ralston wouldn't get a game for Saints.
1: No, it was bizarre. Um, just when you when you think about them, how how far they've kind of gone, regressed, if you like, from from when Rogers was there. And it, it's just it looks like it's it's I can't get my head around it. It's it's absolutely shocking to me how how far they've kind of gone away from where they should have been going. Um, so yes, uh, they've done. You, why not? Go and get them. That's what I would say. Uh, it's a it's a great time to try and play them. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to find out what Big Ange knows about Dundee because uh, he was asked about that about Hearts a few weeks ago, was what, what do you know about Hearts? And he said, "Well, I know more about Hearts than you think, mate. I'm, no, I haven't come here from another planet." <laughs> I could li- Which was quite could, a good I could, answer.
0: I could listen to him. I, I'm looking forward to my first post-match press with him. I could, I could listen to him all day. He just, yeah, maybe it's the Australian accent. He does. I like it. He just, he, he's got good one-liners, and I, I don't think as the phrase that we like to use. I don't think the job will get too big for him. But no, listen, <laughs> I, I, I think he's, I think he backs himself. But I do agree with you, Sean. I think, I think Dundee have got a shot here. You know, and. Uh, we, sh- we shall see. Well, thanks again, gentlemen. Time is up. Back next week for... uh look, Saints are back in European action and then we're looking forward to Betfred... And Betfred Cup, I better stop that. We'll be getting sponsors <laughs> letters. The uh, Premier Sports Cup. Uh, last six, where are we? Last 16, is that right? Last, it's certainly yeah, knockout uh, stage, isn't it? Yeah, nah, it's knockout. I'll not commit myself last... <laughs> <laughs> They're a <laughs> They're a outside. There's no many teams left. Anyway, cheers, cheers again, guys. And uh, thank you very much for listening again. Back next week.
1: If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find talking football. And that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.